Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, it's State of State. We got your Nittany Line update. It's a football discussion with Tom and Justin. So kick back and press play. With former Penn State and NFL defensive back Justin King, I'm Tom Hannafin. This is State of State. This podcast is presented by Bet Online. The holiday season is upon us with the NFL in full stride, plus the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. Bet Online is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up to the minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, Bet Online is the top spot for all pro and college sports. And it's not just the big four. Bet Online is info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport from mixed martial arts to international soccer head to bet online today and remember to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v for your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit state of state is presented by bet online where the game starts also, State of State is a proud supporter of Blue White Outfitters. Blue White Outfitters was created as a retail shop meant to highlight the confidence, competitiveness, and fearlessness of the elite athletes found throughout the history of Penn State University. Check out the latest Lockdown U and Lawn Boys merchandise today. All sales from Blue White Outfitters directly benefit Penn State student-athletes. Visit www.bluewhiteoutfitters.com today. And if you're looking for the perfect beer for Penn State football season, we've got you covered with the State IPA. Special thanks to our friends at Funk Brewing for creating the best tailgate and game day beer for Nittany Lion fans. A limited supply of the State IPA is still available now at beer distributors, grocery stores, Funk's tap rooms, plus select bars and restaurants. Visit www.funkbrewing.com slash beers slash state dash IPA to learn where and how you can get state IPA before it runs out for the season. Check out the link in the description of this podcast for more information. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Please drink responsibly. Just when all of us Penn State Nittany Lion fans thought that things were starting to shape up for the future, the world turns. Manny Diaz has been hired away from Penn State to the Duke Blue Devils to be their new head coach. Justin, as a fan, the first thing that comes to mind is F, (laughs) as you have put it in the past, just F. We were it just seemed like things were trending in the right direction. This defense is unbelievably talented from personnel to coaching staff. And that guided this team through this year. It guided them through 2022. Offensive coordinator Andy Kotelnicki in from Kansas has some creation and innovation. Man, what a pairing this could be. And then something that I think we all knew was inevitable happened. Manny Diaz to Duke. What was your reaction? Can't say I'm surprised, but it's the mark of a of a great program. To be completely honest, when you see movement of coaches and promote it, especially, I mean, on the defensive side of the ball, the last defense coordinator became a head coach. Now the second one, now Penn State becomes a prime D coordinator position. When you're thinking about that coaching uh, carousel or that coach chart, right, where you're like, okay, if I get to this school, then from there I can become a head coach. When you're just thinking about charting head coaches or charting coaches' careers, it's making Penn State a prime target that attract um those guys so like with that being said i'm 
it, it comes with the territory. So now we're just trying to zero in who's going to fill up the fill that spot and keep up the intensity of such a historic run that the defense had last year. So it's going to be interesting. Everyone that's uh, tuning in live, first of all, thank you very much. This will post later on our audio-only platforms. Like, comment, subscribe, turn on notifications, rate us. We appreciate it very much. Uh, Eli here in the chat asking that very question. Who are some candidates that are being named or that could be out there? A lot of people have been lamenting over the past 12 hours considering this news sort of broke this morning and that Diaz was being, quote, targeted and expected to be the new head coach of Duke. So naturally, a lot of people hopping on social media and lamenting that USC landed Danton Lynn. Uh, I'm personally thinking about Elijah Robinson, who got picked up by Syracuse, if I'm not mistaken. It's it's like, man, those are two really good candidates off the bat. You have to think internally as well. Uh, are there are there names that jump to bat for you or do you think this uh, jump to mind for you or do you think this is maybe an internal promotion? I mean, between those two, I think it's it's between those two routes, right? Where you think of Dean and Lynn, or you think of Elijah Robinson. It's never there's times where guys have taken jobs and switched over to a better opportunity, even in short periods of time. So yes, yeah, did that in 2019 from Temple to Miami. <laughs> so I mean, it's not it's not too much of a push, but or internally, right? You had Anthony Porkendex that was up for the head coaching job at Virginia, and I think uh, Terry Smith as the associate head coach being there for the whole tenure and seeing a different operation is another candidate for the defensive coordinator position. Because when we think about having that type of chemistry, you want to have the cooks that were in the kitchen that created that the the formula last year. Like you want somebody in there and not a, a completely fresh um, set of eyes that's guiding the process. So I think that's the the balancing act. But just off the top of the head, off outside of Elijah and Deanne Lynn, just so happen to be two Penn State uh, alumni that are top defensive coordinators in the country. But um. Yeah, it's between those two. I mean, that's kind of where I stopped because I was thinking of like, okay, these are the guys that I know in the yeah, and at this at this moment, right? And just, got picked up and just got picked up. So that's like and just got picked up, right? So it's kind of like, okay, that's probably a non-starter. So and here's the other aspect of this, and I, I do want to get to the fit for Manny Diaz at Duke here in a moment, but this feels interesting in the placement and that there was such a rush, not a rush, but Firing Mike Yursich when you did after the Michigan game, giving yourself the two to three weeks really to land a new offensive coordinator and complete that search was to get ahead of the transfer portal. Now Manny Diaz is gone on December 7th. The portal opened on December 4th. It's going to be open through January 15th. This just makes it really difficult now, I imagine, for Penn State to go into the portal and especially speaking to defensive players and be like, hey, come to Penn State. And it's like, who's your DC? Uh, we don't have an answer. Everything in college football is haywire right now, right? Like there's there's no <laughs> there, there's there's no uh, traffic signs, there's no rules, regulations. We're in the sense of where we can expect tomorrow to what we can expect what tomorrow is going to look like. I mean, especially when we're thinking of transfer portal, uh, the recruiting season is coming up, or signing days coming. So it's, these things happen, and there aren't any guarantees of of a player, even from that standpoint, being deterred from a coach not being there. They can commit to schools and guys get fucked off the steps every day. So there's not really a safe space for a player within all this movement throughout the coaches. So I'm saying that to say I don't think Penn State should have a problem because they they still have the evidence of impact of the defense that they put on the field last year. They 
the personnel and they can still sell the fact that they can recreate that even though Manny Diaz is gone, right? So Manny Diaz is off to Duke, back to the ACC. Now, uh, there's certainly people asking the question, well, why Duke? Now, first of all, I think the Duke Blue Devil football program has turned around considerably in the last, I'd say, 10 years. David Cutcliffe, I think, really rejuvenated that team altogether. Then you had Mike Elko come in there and obviously put together some really nice couple of seasons altogether. They've been hovering in that, I'd say, six to 10 win territory for a while and incremental progress and growth, no matter who the head coach was. Mike Elko is obviously off to Texas A&M, so clearly he did a good enough job to land himself a bigger job, a job in a larger conference in the SEC. Now, there were some people thinking, oh, will Manny Diaz stay at Penn State and remain a defensive coordinator? Would he go and be a defensive coordinator? somewhere else well he has been on the record as late as december of 2022 talking about that it was unfinished business for him being a head coach again after everything that happened at miami and that he was looking for the right opportunity not just jumping at any opportunity but the right opportunity obviously you and i are on the outside looking in on this justin but why do you feel the duke job is maybe the right opportunity for manny diaz I think when you can identify a program where the where the program essentially identifies itself for a player, you don't have to compete with the entire country. You're only competing with essentially the players that can play and survive at Duke. So when you do that, you're a little bit more efficient in your talent acquisition process, especially when you know the type of personnel that you're looking for. So it kind of helps shape things into a frame and you have a good selling point. It's like you have the Duke education, you're playing in the ACC. That's not the greatest thing, depending on how that next subdivision goes, but you can be successful, right? Where we talk about setting yourself up to win nine games at Duke, you're, you can, you can get a statute down there as a football program. And so as a head coach, there's are certain things that you want to look at to, I mean, when you're taking a job to become successful, because it's not, I mean, you don't have to win a national championship there. And I think it's different when you're coaching at a place where it's hit a national championship expectations versus continuous growth expectations. When, you know, you can go to Duke and just see like, hey, there's holes here. We can just continue to mend this and it can be a strong program. Essentially how um, before the coach at Northwestern got fired, but how he was kind of built in that situation. Those are great jobs to have if you know how, to build the program the right way. Especially Duke, Diaz does have ties to North Carolina, spent 2000 to 2005 as a part of NC State's coaching staff. So obviously that was a long time ago and a different school altogether, but it's within the conference and it's literally right down the road in Raleigh. So you understand there might be some familiarity with that. And I think he kind of came back to an interesting point there is that no one's expecting Duke to win the college football playoff national championship. <laughs> no one's expecting Duke to even really make the ACC title game. If they do, it would be like, oh, this is great. You're still going to have to run into possibly a, possibly a Florida State team for many years to come. That's that's mm -hmm. the truth of the matter. So there, the expectations, it feels like, are potentially low for us on the outside looking in. At least people within the program could have high expectations. Let's not forget. At one point, a Heisman hopeful quarterback, Riley Leonard, is into the transfer portal. So you're starting all over again in terms of your quarterback. Uh, there's definitely some pieces that have been picked off over the years by bigger programs. Penn State's one of them. Took Derek Tangelo, a defensive tackle, years ago. 
Uh, Penn State is looking at Aeneas Peebles, defensive tackle for Duke, had a very productive 2023. So it, it does seem like, and I mean this with all due respect, a stepping stone job. And it seems like a good spot for Manny Diaz to go glide back into being a head coach, get his feet settled and not have to deal with the madness that he dealt with at Miami. Well, I think when you say stepping stone job, I think that's an interesting concept to dive into a little bit because I mean, I think it's a stepping stone job when you look at college football of yesterday. Right, because you would think Colorado is a stepping stone job. All these different organizations, or even you see Fran Brown take the job at Syracuse, and he says, "Like I'm gonna be here for the, the time for the time." I being. love like, what he, he says. Is. He was great, hundred percent. Right, like coming from welfare, all that good stuff, and but just really making the point that they're committing to the programs and not stepping off and leaving. We know that there's money out here, but when I hear from a lot of coaches, it's like they don't like. I don't say they don't like the expectations, but with NIL coming into the process, when you're at the bigger schools, you have to deal with more of the NIL pressure, NIL expectations and all those different things. And when we move into this new phase of college football, it's going to be how can you build a program with sustained success and bring in players on an annual basis and put the best product on the field as fast as possible with uh, some level of congruent culture right of guys that are coming in so it's going to be more about the operators at these different universities than it is i guess the brand of the school moving forward as i see it because i mean if everyone's chasing that 12 team spot i mean there's there's only 12 coaches and like when we're looking at those different areas you got to see how the things shake up after the subdivision is created but i mean duke is in a, a prime talent area I mean, you got a lot of things to offer and yeah we just don't know what college football is going to look like tomorrow so we're like hey it might be great to set up set up shop and be you know like set up shop and stay there for 10 years because mm-hmm. like that's the job and you can like really build what you want to do you have to learn the different stakeholders within the ecosystem and like you're building a true relationship and especially at a place like duke where it's like a high academic spot and i know they they're a basketball school, but a lot of times they're not trying to funnel money into sports like that. We're going to support you to the point of having success. So as long as they're respectable, I think everybody will be happy. Say hello to a stressless holiday season with the help of HelloFresh. Skip the grocery store and save time with easy, tasty recipes delivered right to your door. Justin, here in Philadelphia, the lines were crazy in the lead up to Thanksgiving at the, at the grocery store. And I am very, very thankful to have this entire circumstance we do with HelloFresh. They've been great partners and to have healthy, inexpensive, and awesome meals shipped right to my door. It takes all the hassle out of the holidays. The one thing I cannot stand is going to the grocery store or here in Pittsburgh, going to the strip district around Thanksgiving. You have to fight for turkeys. You have to fight for stuffing. You have to fight for all your food that you want to prepare. So having this partnership with HelloFresh and having your ingredients and food delivered to your doorstep in a holiday season gives you more time to uh, gives you more time to cherish your moments with your family and enjoy the holiday weekend. There's no need to fight. There really is no need to fight. HelloFresh has over 45 recipes and more than 100 seasonal add-on items to choose from every week so it's easier than ever to find something everyone will enjoy. Go to hellofresh.com slash lion free and use code lion free. That's L I O N F R E E for free breakfast 
for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. Again, that's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash LionFree with code LionFree. That's L-I-O-N-F-R-E-E. -E. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. No, I agree with you on that. And I think you make a very good point is that with the right funding, any business can be a great business. And that doesn't matter what <laughs> occupation or field we're talking about. So right. with the right funding, you can pretty much do anything. So who knows what Duke could be up to. But uh, I, I, part of me is happy for Manny Diaz. And at the same time, as a fan and as someone who covers a Penn State football team, it is like, man, of, of all the things that could have happened, it's like this was expected. But I think a lot of fans just really were hoping that Penn State would throw a big sum of money at Manny Diaz. I personally don't know if that happened. Maybe you do. And he just decided he wanted to be a head coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. He wanted that career progression. Check me on this. I don't know if I'm right or I'm wrong. I think last time we had a first, a first year offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator within the staff was Jomo and Brent Prager when we went to the Fiesta Bowl. So was I, I think that was their first year together. I mean, we haven't have to look up look that up. I don't know if anybody's out there, but just to say they could still have success if they find the right two guys to lead the the units. True, and uh, I, I think you're right on that. I'd have to double check. Uh, but the the thing that now a lot of Penn State fans are thinking about is like, okay, the transfer portal's open, so this does affect a number of things. So now James Franklin's got to figure out his new defensive coordinator. Do you promote from within? Do you go get somebody from outside the program? That search, that whole process has begun now. And on top of that, now the question from a lot of fans is how does this affect roster management with the bowl game, the Peach Bowl on December 30th against Ole Miss? We've already seen Chop Robinson, defensive end, declare for the NFL draft and opt, opt out of the Peach Bowl. So the question a lot of people are asking, is this going to open the doors for potentially a mass exodus of guys that are draft eligible and decide, you know what, Manny's not here, I'm out? Possibly. <laughs> but I don't I don't actually don't think that's kind of how the culture is built at Penn State. If you're not like a for sure top guy, I mean, it's been the standard since Saquon was like, hey, he played and it's just that's kind of the tone within the building, even though I think it's a great decision for Chop to roll out. We'll see what Kalen King decides to do. Um, but I don't I don't think you see a mass exodus because guys are still trying to pr prove their value at the next level. And guys that are backups and younger guys on the team, they're trying to – they better prove their value to the new defensive coordinator. And, again, that's what you put on film in this bowl game. Speaking of the bowl game, uh, Lane Kiffin was on social media trolling, as he usually does. And <laughs> earlier this afternoon, the news wasn't confirmed about Manny Diaz going to Duke, but it was saying, you know, like we said, he's expected that he's being targeted by Duke. And Lane Kiffin uh, tweeted something to the effect of congratulations man, on the new job, Manny. So now it is a significant element going into this game. And we talked about it a little bit in that uh, with Dan Casey is that, hey, you know, this Penn State offense up against this Ole Miss defense, the Ole Miss defense, they only really have two games to go off of the Rutgers game and the Michigan State game to understand what the co-offensive coordinators, uh, Jawan Sider and Ty Howell, are going to present in Atlanta at the Peach Bowl. So that's one thing. But now you flip this 
And the Ole Miss offense, which likes to run the ball, can be explosive at times. Jackson Dart, Quinshawn Judkins, very, very talented guys. Now the defensive play caller is changing. You're going to still have that personnel, so you expect the same level of ability. But how much could this drastically, or not at all, change the defensive performance in the Peach Bowl? It could. I mean, Manny was a pretty aggressive defensive coordinator and how he called the game, but it could. It could. I, I mean, it, that's that's all it comes down to is because the guys are used to playing a certain tempo or used to playing certain calls, and it's just interesting to see who takes over. But I think whoever takes over, they're not going to try to fix something that's not broken, right? So I think they'll try to continue to emulate what Manny was doing versus the offensive side of the football where the guy stepped in and was like, hey, we're trying to fix something that's broken. So I think it'll be more of the same at the end of the day. But yeah. uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of time. Uh, we have 23 days now until the Peach Bowl, so there's a lot of practices, a lot of decisions that have to be made, and now a defensive coordinator that needs to be figured out and hired. Um, outside of the names that we talked about, the Anton Lynn, Elijah Robinson, again, who already have new jobs, new defensive coordinator jobs uh, with USC and Syracuse, respectively. And we talked about some people internally within the program, but is there a, a specific type of coordinator a specific type of play caller that you think would be right for penn state because to follow off brent pry and manny diaz those are two big very sets of shoes to fill yeah that's a tough test to get outside of guys that we named when you're thinking about defensive coordinators that are kind of up and coming and at that level versus going after head coaches, right? I mean, you're speaking on like that Jimmy Leonard level. And I don't know if someone like him comes to Penn State because he's you know, set up to be his, head, uh, his own head coach at one point. But outside of someone like that, I'm not sure unless you go to the NFL. Because like in college, it's just a different game. So like, you're, again, you're naming – Hey, coaches to an extent on the defense that are like elite guys. But uh, no, I mean, because those are the ones that I was thinking about. And those are like the four candidates that would come off the top of my head. I mean, obviously Jimmy Leonard, but again, I don't see that happening. Uh, yeah, I mean, yep. you can say, so who, who's over at Iowa? I'm trying to think who plays good defense, right? Oh, uh, the, the the Iowa defensive coordinator just won the Broyles Award. So, and he's been there for ages. I, I can't right. blanking, blanking on his last name. Forgive me, but yeah, someone like the Tosh out in uh, Oregon. But like, I don't know if they, those guys don't. They're not going to make those moves. Is uh, is Scrap retired? Is Tom Bradley completely out of the game? <laughs> uh, Scrap's probably done. Shout out to Scrap. <laughs> we got to get him on the show at some point. Um, well, uh, first of all, thank you to everybody that's joined us. This is some uh, disappointing news, uh, and it's bittersweet because, you know, even in the comments section here, some people are saying, you know, best of luck to Manny Diaz. And I think this was something that we all knew was probably going to happen. We got two great years from a really, really good defensive coordinator in Manny Diaz. But all the while, Manny Diaz is at his eye on going back to be a head coach. So Manny Diaz is off to Duke to be their new head coach. And now the ball is in James Franklin's court to find a new defensive coordinator. 
Thank you all so much for joining us. This episode and our entire library of shows is available now on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, let us know what you think of the show on Twitter, at TheKing1 and at Tom Hannafin. State of State is presented by BetOnline. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.